Uploading Ideas to Change the World, the podcast of the Socialist Workers' Party. Each week we'll be bringing you original content and analysis of the social, economic and cultural questions facing the world today. Welcome to the first ever SWP podcast. My name is Naima Omer. This week we'll be discussing what on earth is going on with the Tory party. We'll be joined by Charlie Kimber, the editor of Socialist Worker. Well, Charlie, I think we've seen one hell of a week also with the parliament and what's been going on. People have been throwing around the word crisis and I really want to know how deep is the crisis for the Tory party? Well, thanks, Naima. Um, If you look at it purely in parliamentary terms... It's disastrous for Boris Johnson and the Tory party. They've lost their majority in Parliament because of resignations and because Boris Johnson effectively expelled 21 senior members of the Tory party, MPs, including luminaries like Philip Hammond, the former Chancellor, Kenneth Clark, the former Chancellor as well. Uh, He can't get anything passed in Parliament. His Brexit strategy is in tatters because a motion has been enforced on him, which means that he will have to ask for an extension to the deadline for leaving the EU unless he gets a deal by the 19th of October. And he has now prorogued Parliament. He suspended Parliament in order to prevent further scrutiny of his Brexit plans. That's disastrous and it is causing him huge problems. But in truth, the crisis goes deeper than that and strikes at the very heart of the Tory party and raises questions about the long-term future of that party. The Tories uh, have been successful for a period of hundreds of years because they have managed to chime with the interests of the ruling class. Their problems have always been when they've been out of sync with the interests of the ruling class. This is the boss's party, and it's always served their interests. Uh, For a period in the middle of the 19th century, around the Corn Laws, and then in the first third of the 20th century, over the question of what was called imperial preference, the Tories got into deep crisis because they were not aligned with a section of the interests of the ruling class. Now again, big business is out of love with what the Tories are doing over Brexit. Uh, As we know, uh, big business wanted a vote to stay in the European Union in the referendum of 2016. They didn't get that and they've been trying either to overturn that subsequently or to get the softest possible version of Brexit, which enables them to stay uh, inside the single market, the boss's single market, the neoliberal single market, and to continue the opportunities for making profit through the European Union. They've been trying to do that. The Tory party, you would think, would line up with what big business wanted. Instead, they've tried to become popular by taking on a strongly pro-Brexit position represented by Johnson and you may remember that at one point when business objections were raised to the sorts of things that Johnson was doing Johnson said fuck business and under Johnson the Tory party has in some ways continued that trend of not listening to what big business wants And therefore, 
there is the opening up of a gap between what big capital wants and what the Tory party wants. That's a very dangerous moment for the Conservative Party. And it has, therefore, a dual crisis. It has a particular parliamentary crisis where it can't get anything through and it can't even call a general election because Johnson can't get that through the House of Commons either. It stirred up widespread opposition to the suspension of Parliament and in the longer term, it has opened a gap between the party and the interests of big business. It's a very, very dangerous moment for the Conservative Party, for which there is no easy way out. And therefore, this is always true when there are splits inside the ruling class and inside people at the top of society, opportunities are opened up for ordinary people to begin to drive further into the divisions at the top of society and to start to try to win their own interests. Mm. So in terms of the Tories being in such crisis, which you just outlined, what do you think of the response by the Labour Party? Well, I think there's a massive opportunity for the Labour Party at the moment. Um, the other side are in crisis. Uh, millions of people are angry with the Tories for reasons not connected to Brexit, over the crisis in the National Health Service, the universal credit regime, the lack of decent paid jobs, justice for Grenfell, the hostile environment and the effect on people like the Windrush generation, but more generally over the Tories' treatment of refugees and migrants and Muslims. All these questions and many others people are angry with the Tories. However, Labour has decided, quite wrongly in my view, not to vote to have a general election in the short term. Um, twice now in the House of Commons, Johnson has said, let's have a general election. And twice, the Labour Party, and drawing other opposition parties behind it, has refused to go along with that. Um, in effect, the people on universal credit, the people suffering under the benefits regime, the people who want justice for Grenfell, the people suffering from the racist migration laws, and many others, are being told, yes, this is a vile government, but getting rid of it must wait until we've sorted out the question of no-deal Brexit. Now... Socialist Workers' Party uh, is against the Tory version of Brexit. All Tory versions of Brexit will put the interests of the bosses first rather than working class people's interests. However, we believe uh, that now is the time when there should be a general election to deal with all of these questions that are raised by the Tory party. And Running away from that election means that the Labour Party has aligned itself with this dangerous illusion of national interests. So there's something above class interests, which is the British interests, which is represented uh, by the Labour Party, 
the Liberal Democrats, the Scottish National Party, by Plaid Cymru, by the Independent Group, or whatever they're calling themselves at the moment, who are defending us from a no-deal Brexit and postponing the general election in order to do that. And that leads directly towards the idea of national unity, of rising above class difference and instead saying uh, British interests, whatever that may mean, really it means the boss's interests must come first. And therefore it's a profound mistake to say that the Labour Party doesn't want a general election. It demobilises people, it doesn't build upon the anger that exists around Johnson at the moment, it draws back from the sense of being an insurgent opposition to the Tories and instead places the Labour Party in the position of being part of the political establishment. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Let me tell you, very short order, we will be told, ah, the immediate danger of a no-deal Brexit perhaps has been averted, but there's a new deadline now at the end of January, and we need to stop a no-deal Brexit then as well, and perhaps we shouldn't have a general election in November. Perhaps we should let this situation run on a little longer, and their voices that say we need a national unity government will also put themselves forward. And this is directed not just against Brexit, although it is directed against Brexit, against all forms of Brexit, it's also directed against Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn will be seen as an obstacle to the formation of such a national unity government and therefore the Labour right, the Lib Dems, and all the flotsam and jetsam around them will attempt to say we need to have a government that's based around some other figure. It's impossible to know precisely how this will work itself out. But I do know that Labour has missed a real opportunity to be seen as the people who stand up for democracy, who stand up for working class interests, who stand up for ordinary people, and instead are aligning themselves with sections of the establishment. And the big danger is that Johnson has one card left to play. And that is to say, I am the representative of the 17.4 million people who voted for Brexit. I am the representative of the people who want there to be a general election at the moment and the elite, the parliamentarians, are stopping you having a voice and a choice. And Labour should never have allowed itself to be backed into a corner where Johnson, and even worse, Nigel Farage of the Brexit Party can pose, can pretend to put themselves forward as the voice of ordinary people. There's another question, which is that many people on the Labour right, I think, are nervous that Labour could win a general election. Um, and some on the Labour left think that as well. Uh, we think Labour can win an election. It's not guaranteed. But if Labour were to run a campaign around a radical manifesto, a campaign of insurgent feeling, of mass rallies, of mobilisation, then the Tories could be soundly defeated. We saw in the 2017 election 
that a very big opinion poll lead for Theresa May and the Tories was almost overturned because Labour ran, at least in some senses, that sort of campaign. And if Labour were to do it again, it would have a very, very good chance of dealing with Boris Johnson and of ending the regime of austerity that the Tories have run since 2010. I think in terms of what we can do to put pressure on the Tory party, I think you spoke about the reality of austerity, the decade of cuts imposed by the Tory crisis, the rise of racism. I think we spoke very much about the reality of ordinary working class people in Britain today. So. I guess the question that we should sum up on is what can we do as a working class um, to put pressure on the Tory party? Um, I think when you see the youngsters mobilising on the streets for the climate strike on September the 20th and people mobilising for much more across the world, I think there is very much a level of anger. Um, so uh, the question I ask is like, what do you think we can do to put pressure on the Tory party? Well, number one is we shouldn't spectate we shouldn't just be transfixed by the goings-on in Parliament, particularly now as there won't be any goings-on in Parliament until the 14th of October because Parliament has been suspended. Um, the second thing uh, is that action by ordinary people is essential to change things. It's good that some tens of thousands of people have taken part in demonstrations against Johnson over the last couple of weeks. They weren't big enough. They weren't encouraged enough by the trade union leaders. They weren't pushed enough by the Labour Party. I'd like them to be much, much bigger. But nonetheless, it was good that people did go out on the streets because it's better than just watching what's going on in Parliament or spectating. And we mustn't allow uh, the issue of Brexit to be abstracted from all the other issues in society. And therefore, the Tory crisis will get deeper and will be more destructive for Johnson if there are major mobilisations on things like, as you mentioned, the 20th of September, the global strike for the climate. That needs to be by students, but crucially, this time, as an attempt to involve workers acting as workers in their workplaces, in their trade unions, to take action. And everybody who gets a walkout, who pushes for a strike, who leads people out of their workplace on the day, will be not only raising the question of climate action, which is the most urgent issue that's facing people at the moment, but also will be deepening the Tory crisis because it will be mobilising our side and we have to look for every opportunity to do that. The demonstration at the Tory party conference in Manchester on the 29th of September but also the other class battles that are taking place. The fact that the postal workers in Royal Mail, members of the CWU Union, are just about to start a national strike ballot uh, over the attacks on their working practices and upon the service. It's very very important that that's carried forward. The fact that on this week the uh, university workers in the UCU union have begun a national strike ballot over pensions and pay and conditions and gender equality, all of those 
important issues. That's very important. These are not in another world from the Tory crisis. The more that there is action by ordinary people, the easier it will be to drive deeper into the Tories, but also to say something else, that yes, we want a general election. We want a general election now. Yes, we want Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party to win that general election and have Corbyn in 10 Downing Street. But whoever wins the election, it will require mobilisations by ordinary people in the streets and the workplaces to make a profound difference and to achieve fundamental change. And that will be both to defend a Corbyn government from the inevitable attacks from the right, but also to pressure that Corbyn government from the compromises it will make, from its tendency to seek unity with the Labour right wing, and to make retreats. And therefore, we need mobilisation now to get Johnson and the Tories out, and we will also need mobilisation whoever wins the next election. Look, this is a deep crisis for the ruling class and for the main party of the ruling class. It's our job, surely, as activists and socialists, to make the most of this time, to seize the moment, to really look for opportunities of how what comes out of this will be a turning point in the interests of working class people. That's the task in front of us and we should go with it with every power at our disposal. Thanks Charlie on that. Um, I've been Naima Omer and thank you for listening to our podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read more, you can find up-to-date articles at socialistworker.co.uk. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to join the Socialist Workers' Party or find out more about us, you can go to swp.org.uk. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on facebook.com slash socialistworkersparty, on Twitter at swpbritain, Instagram is socialist underscore workers underscore party, and you can subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast sites, including Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker and iTunes.